Hello, and welcome to Scooby What's New, Queer, and Delicious. I'm your host, Louise, and today I have a very special guest, um, one of my best friends, Courtney. Hello, hello. Hi. Okay, so today is different. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm um I'm reeling still. Um yesterday we went out to Coeur d'Alene and did um what I've labeled as just number two investigation okay. um out at Fernand Lake. Um and just to preface this for the audience, I do have a three part series that talks a little bit about why I'd be going out to Coeur d'Alene at this particular spot at Fernan Lake to investigate. And um, that three-part series just really tells the story. So if you haven't caught up with that, I suggest you go listen to that. And each of the episodes is about 20 minutes. So it's like really only an hour out of your day um, to like go out of this podcast. So I can relate to like still reeling from yesterday because like as I'm sitting here now, I feel like we actually learned so much. Like, there was so much information given. Like, I could stop at the first word. Like, two words in on the spirit box, we heard gladiator. Like, we got the name that we were asking for. And it honestly, like, scared me, I think. So, like, now it's kind of, like, settling in. Just for me as, like, a newbie, you know, I'm... I'm learning a lot, and it's a lot of information. I mean, Do you feel the same? Yeah, I just wait, like just wait for what I have for you because okay, like, okay. Even, I didn't even last night when we came home. I was talking to my friend, so I didn't even get the chance to like really dive in until after that. Yeah. Then I watched the video, and I'm sitting back. And I got really fucking baked, and um, <laughs> I chilled out. I took a nap for an, like oh, you know an hour. Go. Like I really chilled out because. I was so overloaded and had, ch- yeah. and we had both channeled like that day. And I, I find yeah. that when stuff like that happens, I can't get the energy back without sleeping or eating. Yeah. Like I have to do something very grounding. Yeah. Um, agreed. And so we, we had some pizza and I passed out, but then I woke up and I was like, you know, she's coming over in the morning. Like I still have to get some work done. <laughs> right. Yeah. We planned a morning yeah. <laughs> session. Yeah. So I, um, worked pretty hard on on seeking answers last night and actually I uh, before before I'd eaten and right when I got home when Haley and before I had even showered because um we went to the lake yesterday too that was fun yeah it was (laughs) um we yeah we went to the lake so even before I showered I lit a candle and put an offering on my altar for um at least for Jim and Ricky um just to say thank you um for the experience that we had gotten yesterday Cool. And for the continued experiences too, because like I don't, I I try to offer on my altar the offering continuously. Like there's never a point at which I'm um not trying to offer something. I guess you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I I feel like I honored that like like closed circle for myself, but I noticed that I was still channeling. Okay. Because I had to listen to some music, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had to get it, the rest of it out. Yeah. And so I did that. Then that's when I, like, ate and passed out and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it felt really good to kind of just get it all out. And, yeah, no, we're in this, like, information dump totally. stage, which is why we're sitting on a podcast, because I feel like, what other way to do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm so. there. Um, but I want to talk about, uh, actually, you know, the first thing I think we should do is um go over what we did yesterday yes and then i want to jump into your dream last night so okay um you want to recap for the best as you can remember what we did i I have it all here but yeah i can fill in the blanks you know so okay so basically after um when we um had our little lake day we ate dinner fueled ourselves up um Really enjoyed Lake Coeur d'Alene, like, yeah. felt the water, you know, <laughs> we grounded ourselves. Anyway, so we went out to Fernan Lake Road, and we got out of the car. Um, Haley, Lou's partner, and wifey was our driver. We got out, and that road is really busy, so we went to the tree where Lou um, took an offering earlier this year and um, Lou gave another offering and just kind of opened up um, 
said a prayer like to the spirit um to just like open up communication with whoever wanted to communicate with us um because we we really did have a broad opening like we weren't meaning to channel ricky or jim like just anything in general right like yeah yeah very open to anything so we did that we got back in the car because it was hot as it was (laughs) it was a very hot day we had already been out in the sun so we got in the car and we um got out Lou's spirit box and Lou has experience with the spirit box now and um I was I asked the questions and you were like that what's the name for um I just say receiver receiver. yeah Yeah. receiver okay uh so Lou puts on the headphones, and I just start asking <laughs> questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, am I recapping okay? You're recapping great. Okay. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> okay. Um, and we just learn a lot of information very quickly. I feel like, so what I asked first was, is there a guardian spirit or is there a protector of these yeah. waters and we'll get into why because, we're asking yeah. this too <laughs> wait should we start with that i don't know do um to? there's a reason why we're asking these particular questions because yeah. i i will say the idea of the guardian came from um a conversation we had in the cemetery about a week ago yes. um but the idea of the, the protector it only came from like me having an idea about the role of what a werewolf or a lichen would have in nature or like um something like that because in the first investigation one of the only clear things that we had gotten and one of the best like evps that i did get at the end of the first session in Coeur d'Alene was the word lichen yeah. and so i've been looking into wolves and like um werewolf mythology wolf mythology uh, even shapeshifters, to be yeah. honest, because okay. there's history of of wolves being just a shapeshifting man who can take a form of a wolf and or other things. You wow. know what I mean? So, okay. um, that's like that's the reason why we had asked that particular question. So it's not like we're so it it is open in the sense that it's yeah. like we don't expect to understand or know who's going to come through and answer this. Yes, but we had directed questions um, based on the information we did want to understand was because of the three-part series that I had mentioned before. So, like I said, it's kind of important yes. Yes. <laughs> to listen to those episodes. Definitely. It's, uh, what is it, required if reading? If you've listened to the episodes, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like well, at maybe. Point. At least at least as far as, like, the lichen goes. Like, yeah. you know, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a reason, there's a reason why we asked that pointed question, so. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Back, okay. Back to you. Okay. So, thank you for, like, putting that in good terms yeah (laughs) um okay so the first three were so lichen came like lichen came out so immediately we're like okay the lichen is here every hour um and then there was a pause and then generator another pause and then we asked i asked if um, they could say their name, and we heard Gladiator. Yeah. And it was big, and, like, I, there was so much more, but I seriously feel like Gladiator, and, and maybe not, but, so, here's my experience. Gladiator, um, because I, <laughs> Tell I, th- me because I I'm, think it's I'm important, riveted. I think it's important. Gladiator is like a swordsman. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like maybe shapeshifter now that you've said it out loud, like wolf to man. But anyway, I took a selfie and there, I swear I see like a sword in the background. No, show me. It's like a synchronicity. I have goosebumps. What? Yeah. I, um, so I. <laughs> Holy crap. We, we had just left and it's really small, but so here's my selfie. But like, do you see that? It looks like a dagger, like a like a like one of the switchblades that's just like like somebody threw it in the ground, and you can tell yeah. it's definitely like 
trees in motion. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. You know like, it's a trees smudge. It's a yeah, smudge, it's sure. a smudge. What made you, what made you look at that selfie? I, I knew that, like, the experience that we had was special and real so I was like there's gotta be something so you're just like I was searching like yeah and so to be fair like I was looking for something you know like when people say like oh you'll find it if you're looking just kind of look at the photo when I look at that and you were like zoomed in no that I'm like you know what when you don't zoom in it literally looks like a when you don't zoom into this picture and you're looking where the sword is (laughs) it looks like a clip art sword somebody just photoshopped in the back of this (laughs) This photo, this selfie of us driving Courtney looking adorable. Wow. That's yeah. weird. Because it's like the other trees are definitely brown and then it's like it looks like a blue ass handle. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's and it, like, weird. Be, like, yeah, the window tint reflection or whatever. But like the way that it just is a sword. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, so that I'd like, I don't know. It was just, I maybe it was a cool confirmation for me of like yeah like this is legit not that we need signs or anything but like it's really cool to feel validated and so like that right there I was like holy holy cow so we learned that um and this protector I feel like didn't want to talk a lot like it was very no like I I felt (laughs) like um so I when I did the when I did the what am I trying to say when I did the debrief writing that I did after the investigation I did it based on um pretty f and spooky's recent paranormal investigation worksheet and so I filled in basically like what she had written to be categorical in terms of like what you should be reporting on oh okay and so one of the things is like where the moon is where the planets are and so like what's the astrological like condition that you're under yeah so i looked into it for yesterday and specifically at 602 p.m there was a transitioning moon sesqui squares transitioning north node i don't know what that means like in terms of the words i just said okay but the meaning of that transition period like when i looked it into the when i looked into it on google um said that like during that transition um you're going to have an adjustment when you move forward. And that was, it, which is crazy because before we had gone, we did a tarot read in which we got the card adjustment. Yes. And I, in my head, when I pulled that card at dinner, when I read adjustment in my new era elements tarot deck, I thought to myself, like, I have to adjust my, my own focus. And I think that, that was just mm. like a confirmation for me. Like, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. have to adjust where you focus. And the reason is... The next thing the thing the astrological condition of this transition said was that there's no public relations. Like it's not a good time for public relations. Oh. So to me, I took that as, well, no duh, that that like you know if if the if the moon ain't right, yeah, like, <laughs> then then the lichen or whatever we were trying to reach or if, if it were a lichen named gladiator or something right. like yeah. that, like they the public relation part of it, like, it wasn't going to work for us. Okay. So, yeah. in, in terms of, like, oh. what what then happened after that, yeah. I think I mean, is is directly related to the planets, like, lining somehow. Okay. So um, cool. So, like, yeah, before what happens next, one, another thing that stood out was schools make honest spells. I thought that was so weird. That was a weird thing to hear I, you I was know, like oh I just wonder what that could mean oh also I want to I also want to say something in terms of like where I was at in my head yeah. in the spirit box session oh yeah because we're not yes. to the part where you were under yet okay nope my not. experience under this was <laughs> I I did a little meditation because I felt like you know like I was trying to get the, the best of the experience so I imagined myself um t- like I basically, like, out-of-bodied it. I, like, imagined myself walking out of the car with the spirit box with the headphones Mm -hmm. and walking around the hills. Like, I literally imagined myself scanning the hills, scanning the water, scanning the hill on the other side, and with, with, like, the radio receiver, and I'm, like, I'm looking for the thing that's talking. And and I realized, like, I couldn't narrow down the signal. Like, and so once I, once I kind of had figured that out and I was talking, like I said all that stuff, even though, even though I was still meditating like that, I had said the stuff I said, right? Like I was still receiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so when it when that stuff came up, I felt like yeah, I was nearer to something. Ooh, okay. So like whatever like was coming through, I felt like yeah, my my receiver or my my signal was greater. Yeah. In that area, and it's not like I mapped in my head where I was going and what I was doing. I tried my hardest to pause at that that moment to be more present with whatever was communicating. Okay. Mm-hmm. If anything, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, I definitely think. <laughs> something oh yeah for sure so for sure um before we move on is there something oh i the only thing i want to say like in terms of like like i mentioned uh pretty f and spooky released that worksheet which you can go buy it's on her website it's on her um blog so like follow the links through her instagram and you'll get to her blog and you can buy a four dollar worksheet from her it's pretty useful um but the, one of the other categories on it is, like, emotions. And so I was thinking, mm. like, you know, to, re- to report that just for, like, our audience, like, yeah. we were very open and intentional, like you were saying, right? Yeah, for sure. But the heat of the day was getting to me, so it was it was definitely, like, like fucking with my focus. Okay. And um, generally, though, I was ready to receive once we had gotten in that air-conditioned car. Yeah, yeah, you seem, like... So very much in a meditative state in the video or like what I said was like oh she's in the zone they're in the zone <laughs> yeah. I said that twice yeah because um, I could just tell you are very like just yeah yeah and like I said I was doing mm-hmm. that meditation and the only uh, the only odd thing that I think that happened so like that was my baseline right mm-hmm. the only odd thing that I think happened was I got this tickle on my belly oh, yeah. during my session mm-hmm. um right at the end and then I felt like it was Jim, it was Jim who was talking. And so I was just like, oh, like that's the reason I'm feeling like all of a sudden, like I'm going to burst out in laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like a transition. Do you feel like it was like a transition? Is yeah. That when instantly. Jim came. Yeah. Instantly. And, the- he, and he usually is like that. Box. Yeah. Just like jumps in and it's like, I'm ready to communicate. Yeah. I, I want to talk. One time when I was reading tarot for my sister, he did the same exact thing. Wow. We both felt a tickle and then all of a sudden oh. we're laughing our asses off. <laughs> and, but I pulled, I pulled the lover's card and I was like, well, if she's, if it's the lover's card, is it talking about Zane? And so, <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like, right. who is it talking oh. about? And so, but we're both sitting there laughing and I'm like, not wow. really understanding what he's saying, but it's like, you could feel him yeah. coming and it's like well damn you're a happy j- jolly santa claus motherfucker like yes. jesus <laughs> hey. but, but i love it you know yeah no that was it was so special so from there like so this you know i feel like the protector was speaking through the spirit box a little bit but then like there was a just a shift where all of a sudden um jim came through and i like i needed it painted for me like James (laughs) James I'm like oh was James a seven-year-old boy because like we were still in the midst of like on my end it wasn't as clear of a switch Mm -hmm. and it's probably just because I'm like getting to know you know the communication but um so I was like oh because um we had there was something about Fernan like describe the description words were like um suffering uh, oh, I remember that. That was creepy. Yeah, suffering was said twice. I don't know, and like, but also like party or something. Or well, some, it reminded oh, something bullshit. It reminded <laughs> me. Um, and those words. Um, it reminded me of one of the particular accidental deaths. Mm. Um, well, it wasn't an accident. It was a. It was a the same as my dad's. He was driving drunk. So it's it's hard to say it's an accident when you do something so purposeful. Yeah. But it was a nineteen year old kid, and he oh. had died in Meridian, Idaho, mm. after attending a bonfire party on a lake. Yeah. And um, that was one of the more tragic ones, okay. like the more tragic accidents. Like that was reported on several times in the newspapers, versus my dad, who was reported on like once or twice. Mm. But this other one, it was like you can you can find like more bigger articles, more it. information on it. Yeah. And so um. Or he was from Meridian. He didn't die in Meridian, but he died at Fernand Lake after oh, he was he okay. had gone to a party. So it it's um, that's what it reminded me of when it was saying like <laughs> it reminded me like of the fact of why we were actually there. Like we're, we're yes. questioning yeah like something that 
can strike fear in us like which is like you know mm-hmm. these people drown yeah. right at the same pull-off spot as these people who are drowning <laughs> like yes you know it's kind of morbid to like think about and paranormal investigation i think is like that where you're you're mm-hmm. very much in the in the you're in betwixt i want to say you're, you know you're 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 exploring something that is definitely morbid and related to death but at the same time, I think you are normalizing death mm. in a way that is actually healthy for people. Absolutely. I have, I have never in my life been more connected to death in a way that is less fear-based yeah. and more curious. Same. And I think, like, to live my life that way, like, hallelujah, to live my life that way, <laughs> I think it's I think it's wholer. I think it's more balanced. I think I can do more in life because I know I'm not scared of anything that comes after I'm gone, even in the midst of tragedy in my life with Jim and Ricky having died the way they died mm-hmm. and recently having a friend who died the same way my dad's died. Yeah. And so to me, um, facing death like this isn't as like creepy and morbid as it is actually to me natural. Yeah. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but that's, I felt like I had to say something <laughs> yes, <laughs> about it. I don't no, remember what you. I was saying. It is. It just, yeah, it speaks to why, maybe like, yeah, answers the why of um, why you're doing it, which is good to say out loud and to acknowledge because there, um, Jim, to you, like, when I, when we turned the headphones over to me, yeah. you got the question why a lot. Like, why are yeah. we out here? Why are we doing this? Oh, and last night I was, <clears throat> I was conundruming, like, because <laughs> I was listening to this podcast i'm telling you i was like i, I was still receiving like all night last night yeah. like it was almost like it didn't stop mm-hmm. it didn't stop until i went to sleep yeah. for a few hours this morning and so um i was listening to this podcast that um was recommended to me called glitch bottle hmm. and it is a, an occult occult esoteric mysticism type podcast mm. but the podcast host interviews people who do occult writing and like just mysticism and stuff and I listened to this episode that put things into perspective for me real quick okay (laughs) and I I, this is really hard to talk about because okay so there's like in my brain like I know things but when it comes out of my mouth real stupid so (laughs) you know so it's like I I know Courtney you know how like into like philosophy I am yes yes so I was basically on my philosophical okay. journey last night. Yeah. And I was looking into a bunch of shit. Occult philosophy mostly is where I was like at. Yeah. And it is because directly related to this question of why. And like, so it came up to, for me again last night and I was just sitting here like, why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. And to be quite frank. Yeah. I have multiple reasons why. Yes. I can't sit here and say yeah, for sure. I don't have like secret reasons and I can't oh, sit yeah. here and say that I don't also have practical, natural, right. valid reasons. And to me they're all valid. Um, oh, absolutely. In in terms of like matching it up with the philosophy that is already written though. Ooh, yeah. That is that? really important to me. Okay. Be- because Good to like, know. Well mm-hmm. yeah, because it's like, okay, so am I Am I in the realm of what's already been said? Yeah. And to me, I have, I'm a firm believer in this, and I say this in the podcast a lot. Um, I I really truly believe that like manifest, it, it will like manifest will happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you put it out, it, it's there. And part of like esoteric, um, and when I say esoteric, I really am just meaning like people who write secret writings, like they are secret, but it's not secret <laughs> in terms of like the fact that it is published work, but it's specialized knowledge in the fact that you have to be interested enough to read it to actually like want that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people will. yeah. So when I say stuff, like when I say that word, that's kind of what I mean. Um, okay. I, um, want to be able to, I guess, Okay. What I'm trying to really say here mm-hmm. is I like to match my own beliefs up with the philosophy and the philosophy does align with my belief in that whole manifest thing. The The only thing I think that's different is 
it really it really like makes you think like i don't i don't know how else to describe philosophy but it really makes you think it doesn't yeah it's not like when you go on tiktok and you see something and then you're like oh that's interesting and you are like i want to do that it's like philosophy of magic i find (laughs) makes you question why you're even doing magic or why you even want to be doing it in the first place yeah and i think that's a really important thing to stop and start doing yes with any religion or with any practice. Yeah, for sure. Why are you why are you doing it? And so so philosophy to me I think answers that big question, but I'm still trying to find out that esoteric knowledge. It's just hard to hard to get. It's really hard to get. Before I get into like my findings, because I think we have explained have we explained the actual spirit box session enough? Do you think can we yeah, move on to I just kind so. of theory making? Yeah, here? sure. Okay. What happened to, like, I, I want to know, I want to hear your dream again. Okay. Um, because last night Courtney had a dream. And so, um, yeah, tell me about that because, interesting. Okay. So, I have, so, when I had the headphones on and I was using the spirit box and, like, being the receiver, I really felt like I was, um, like, listening, just trying to listen, and I was able to, like, focus in and not have any other thoughts like every once in a while I would hear you but I would just be like okay like can you be a little louder and it would like start to kind of buzz again and Mm -hmm. anyway I felt like really good good about it so I really felt like wow like I can do this and like this is you know real and then especially because of the experience we had where your dad Jim came through Mm -hmm. and was like laughing with making us laugh like I was tearing up just because it's like so special which gets into like my why of like um I just it does change my perspective on death and it gives me a lot of just like hope and um I got home and I was just very like energized by it all. It, it gives you such a good buzz. <laughs> it does. It was very like inspiring. And so, um I downloaded the spirit box on my phone yeah. and because I was like, wow, like I wonder, you know, what else could come through? I just want to listen. Um it also like I can tell it takes a while to like ease into listening and like being a receiver you know so I just kind of wanted to practice well (laughs) I fell asleep doing it um and then I um woke up at 3 30 and I know that is like not a good number it's the witching it's not it's it's not not a good number it's the witching it's just the witching it just means you are so close to the veil okay like you were pretty much like in and out Okay, so it's, not, I, it's only bad because here's the thing: you didn't protect yourself when right, you fell asleep. You just kind of fell asleep. Yes, that's and what happened. Woke up in the witching hour, and you were like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" So I like put my phone on the charger, put the headphones up, and like you know, fell back to sleep. I was like, "Okay," but then I had this dream, and I'm not usually uh, like I don't have nightmares or scary dreams a lot but this one was very like stressful my dog Sheba um was lost and um I saw her out in this big valley and I was with Lou and Haley but I didn't see you guys but like we were all together Mm -hmm. and we turned around to like go get her but like the road starts getting smaller and smaller it becomes like a trail but there are these (laughs) guys that are crossing over the trail and like into the weeds and um they're like they're masked and I said out loud like oh those are paintball guns they're going paintballing but it was like very much scary possibly not paintball <laughs> possibly guns. not but like those masked my men mind possibly carrying <laughs> right. actual but, like guns yeah <laughs> but um it was just like it was really terrifying honestly so I I woke up and checked on my dog because I'm like I can't I knew I was like I'm not ending my dream like this like or like I guess I am ending it because I need to check on my dog you're like I need to wake up and (laughs) do the thing yeah Yeah. that's what happened so I checked on Sheba and she was just fine sleeping but um yeah it was that was my dream damn okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to Think about this for a second. Okay. I think what's wild about this is it's very, um, there, <sighs> two things. Okay. There's possible, the first theory I have about this dream interpretation is it's yeah. very initiatory. 
It seems as if your dog goes missing, you're supposed to find it, and you run into these people who possibly want them to f- want you to follow them into this initiatory practice. Oh. And there's a reason I'm saying initiation. <laughs> okay. Um, initiation for me is about this occult stuff. Oh. Once you start, Ooh. you, I notice in the way we're talking about it currently, like at, at this mm-hmm. time with, you know, other paranormal investigators and occultists and stuff. Yeah. I notice that once you kind of start, you become initiated into the secrets. <sighs> Damn. The esotericism like, okay. of it. Yeah. And, um, like these beings, although they were holding guns, didn't harm you. No, they didn't. And then you said they were just crossing the path, right? Yeah. And, whether or not they're scary, like that, that that <laughs> is paranormal because, Man, like, we, I mean, paranormal shit's just scary, like yeah. sometimes, like it really, yeah. it really strikes what we don't know strikes fear in us, and yes, so for sure. naturally, like it, we have fear responses. Yeah. It also makes me wonder. You know, you said it was a paintball, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> like they didn't do anything. No. Right. That's weird. Like, um. So, so the second theory I have is, yeah, like there's. Something after you. <laughs> you didn't close it right. <laughs> you, didn't, you fell asleep with the spirit box up. With your, right, like a You left your dog a open in the, in the wild, ah! wild west out there. But also, yeah. you know, she could have been protecting you. She could have been yeah. showing you, hey, you have, yeah. oh there's something gosh. here. Like, you know you what? Need... Honestly, I feel like my Shiba girl would do that. Yeah, she's like, there's something left here and you need to, you know, be careful of like. Yes. Because here's the thing is, even if you, you initiation or not, you, the practice of magic generally, if you're going to, if, if there are rules, the rules are, if you open something, you close it. And if you, if basically, I don't know, that's basically the the best way I can say the relationship to magic or, um, another one is like, um, you put something out, it comes back three times as strong. Ooh, okay. Um, whether it be a curse, whether it be like, you know a spell that's mm-hmm. well-meaning so yeah um i wanted to talk about that dream because it reminded me of my meditation that i explained to you the other day too my meditation that happened on um the 12th so t- yesterday we went to the on the investigation it was the 21st this happened on the 12th which weird the, the, yeah. those numbers those numbers yeah. are switching Ooh, versions dude. of themselves so that yeah. freaked out Ooh. anyways um <laughs> so I had this meditation where I was um, at Fern- East Fernand Lake Road, and I am, and I'm trying to gain a sense of the spirits there. But I, um, I'm talking to some wolves, or I see a wolf pack, and the wolf gets hurt. It looks like a stone is thrown at the wolf. It looks like somebody had thrown a huge rock at the dog's like back flank, like yeah. And so, and so, um, the pack stops at at East Fernand Lake Road and I'm standing there and I see this dog just hurt and whimpering and crying out and um, the pack is just kind of sitting there staring at it and staring at each other. They're not doing much and I, I, I walk up to the wolf. None of them do anything to me and I, you know, do the best that I as a human can do in a scenario in which I encounter something <laughs> like a pack of dogs that is hurt. Yeah. I bandage the leg and that's all I can do. I'm not a vet. I don't know how to actually like do this thing Mm. but I got the sense that this wolf wasn't just any wolf in the pack it was the alpha it was the alpha had gotten hurt and so what had been transitioning was the power in the pack and um it seemed like when I had fixed the wolves they they knew what they were going to do with the alpha which was discard them like an older wounded (gasps) dog and so I felt like bad for it and I felt like my role in the situation was not only to fix the dog but to keep the dog in the pack okay and so when it came to the transition of alpha and I was talking about this with Haley um when it, when we're talking about wolves when it comes to a transition of an alpha and I know nothing about wolves or biology or anything I'm literally speculating mm-hmm. um does a younger a younger male or a stronger older male will come and do the job of of that but but the thing about it is that you now now this pack is in the liminal space Mm. the the, this pack is is experiencing extreme liminality in that it is transitioning 
a huge part of its culture, which is this like patriarchal figure. Yeah. That's crazy to me. And all of that did come through. Like that's what I channeled in this meditation. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's not over. So okay. after I had after I had gone through the wolf pack and, you know, settled on what I had learned that with that. I also was sitting and I, I told you about the lake monster came up out of East yes. Fern, out of Fern like, Lake mm-hmm. and it kissed me on the cheek mm-hmm. like a couple times. It was like a cute. <laughs> it was cute. A it cute was like a, pet. Pu- a cute yeah. pet puppy dog type. It's not like the dinosaur. And I say dinosaur because it looks kind of like that. Yeah. And it was massive. I mean, when you pull up to East Fern Lake Road yeah, and you see how huge. actually massive it is. Mm-hmm. Um, deep water. Deep like... water and... <clears throat> the monster itself was as big as the water so yeah like it was massive and it just plants this like big dinosaur kiss on my cheek but like <laughs> the attitude was very like puppy doggy so anyway so last night this is crazy so right yeah. you, you come to me you tell me this morning about your dream and i yeah. go crazy trying to look for this quote so okay. i find this so i'm reading this quote in this um in the three books of occult philosophy, it's edited by Eric Perdue, and there's 89 pages in Google Books that you can actually read of this book. And it's originally translated from a German um, physician, legal scholar, um, occult writer, the- theologian. Um, the original writer was Agrippa, and he wrote it in the uh, late 14, early 1500s. And um, he wrote it as a demonstration of his knowledge. Not necessarily that he wanted to spread it, but it was a demonstration for the people he respected. Mm-hmm. He was concerned with epistemology, which is a branch of philosophy that deals with knowledge itself. Okay. The, the origins of it, what we do with it, like anything, yeah. any philosophy around that. Ooh, fascinating. Um, he studied from Hermetic tradition and the Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. Okay. So that's where he's coming from, but he's German and... Um, so he writes the three books of occult philosophy. Eric Perdue is the most recent translator, and it's a good translation. I <laughs> wish I had $300 to buy this book. Um, but so I ran across this quote in, in chapter 18, and it's a redacted chapter 18 in Google Books. So I don't really know the context, but I ran across this quote, and I hate to take quotes out of context. Um <laughs> But I have to right now. Okay, yeah, so, let's just do it. <laughs> a wolf fears neither iron nor spear, yet when stones are thrown, they cause wounds that beget worms. How gross. And also mm-hmm. visceral. And, like, yeah. to me, I was like, this is mm. real. Like, why did I come across this? And the only thing I can yeah. think of is, like, the connection between the experience and the knowledge. I have to be meeting somewhere in the middle to be understanding. Oh, yeah. To make it tangible. Yeah. And there's another quote, too, that I took a picture of um, that also has to do with a wolf. And this one's a more interesting quote, I think. And it says, and this, again, it's redacted. Um, The first part, the part before it is redacted. So it says, and so this is a part, the latter, latter part of the sentence. Rather, I don't have the first part of the sentence. Nothing will be heard in harmony from a liar or a sathara, made with strings tensed from the intestines of a wolf, if also tensed with strings made from a sheep. Meaning that if you make this instrument with the strings of the intestines of a wolf and a sheep, there is no harmony in the instrument. Yeah. It's not going to sound right. right. And the reason the reason that in the philosophy that, that they bring up animals is, is based mm-hmm. on the natural qualities of things. Okay. So like the natural qualities of a wolf and a sheep, they are predator and prey. They are not in harmony. They are directly opposite. They're opposing each other. Yeah. So do you want to make an instrument made of opposing strings mm. or do you want to make an instrument that will harmonize with itself? Yes. Mm. Interesting thoughts. I don't really quite know what it means with that. I mean, literally that's yeah, what I ran into last good. night. Why I couldn't sleep. Like this shit was like, exploding on all sides all cylinders yeah i feel like all of this it's like you can just keep like pondering like yeah when does it end when does it end (laughs) and that's like i think part of it is like there's no definite answer for sure i don't know well I mean, a couple of the other things, like from, like directly from the spirit box, the things that I did write down, besides all that other stuff that we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, I liked the part where I said monk because it reminds me of the sea monk story um, that I was 
doing it. I was doing a shufflemancy session and I got the word Monachi. And this was on Monachi. Monachi is Italian for monk. Okay. So this was on the 23rd. This was almost a month ago. I did wow. the shufflemancy session. Wow. And I got the word Monachi, which is Italian for monk. Oh, so I Googled this. Yeah. And then this weird picture on Google Images comes up of the sea monk. Um, it's prominent when you Google Monachi. It's weird. Huh. And so apparently in the 16th century, same time around like Loch Ness monster type stuff, mm-hmm. um, people were coming up with like monsters. monsters. Like they were coming up with monsters and they think they were seeing things in, in the oceans and when they were exploring and trading and stuff. And so Sea Monk is one of them. When you look at him, wow. he looks like a freaking monk with a fishtail. Wow. It's crazy. Had some synchronicities happen with that. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into it because I did mention it a little bit in a live with Paranorthwest. Ooh, so okay. it is out there, that Sea Monk story. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was like an interesting thing to have come through the spirit box. Yeah. Um, when I said, you remember when I said classic yes okay yes <laughs> dude and we're talking about age right like in the context of the spirit box there was a bunch of stuff about age that was coming up around oh it. yeah so i googled because in my head i'm like i know there's a, there's an era there's an era that is called classic i was like there's an era it's like the renaissance like medieval like what, what do we say oh, about yeah. it yeah so i googled classical era or classical something mm-hmm. and so the classical era is it's called classical antiqu- antiquity and it's um it's an art period um but there is a time frame i guess so um it starts with 8th century bc and ends in the 5th century ad huge amount of time it starts with the the writings of homer okay greek writings of homer and it ends with the fall of the roman empire wow it's a vast amount of time but it's called the classical antiquity huh okay and I find this fascinating because you said gladiator. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, that <laughs> is within the realm of where totally. what time period we were talking. So it's like, whatever was talking to us was new itself. Like, it was very self-realized, um, which was very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I googled gladiator, too. Okay. And yeah, what did you... Yeah, because, I mean, you had your experience, right? <laughs> I, at least from what I understand, gladiators were very profitable for people in power. Yes, I read that too. Yeah, that they might might have been slaves. And they were they were slaves and criminals usually. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It had something to do with like a funeral rite when it began, but then it became like a more of a wow more of a tradition over time okay and um because people in power liked to negotiate with the power of the gladiator Mm. it didn't end like it Mm. like it didn't end until you know i think laws were i mean really they were fighting i read something about like the fight to make lo- gladiators not happen. Okay. Like, they were like, okay. there's yeah, got to like, be laws against done. the way that we do stuff like this. Yeah. Even at the time. I mean, um, they were like, human rights. Yeah, do because it? was it used for entertainment or for fighting? Like, actual enemies? It seems like it was used for both in the sense... Like, to me, I read it as it was like a negotiation piece where, like... It reminds me, really directly relates to me with, like, Kentucky Derbies. Like, when you, oh. when you go to, oh. you're sitting with your rich friends in the yes. booth and you're watching yes, all these yes, horses yes. race okay. with these jockeys. It's like mm-hmm. that. Betting on yeah. them and, yeah. It, so, okay. so in, in a sense, yeah, it's entertainment. Ugh. But in the other sense, it's like in a political sphere, as old right. as that was, that could have been an important social gathering for those people in power. Okay. So I don't know what comes out of it, but mm. um, what goes into it is um, pretty inhumane. Yeah. On the part of the fact of the gladiator and, and the beasts that they have in yeah. in that um Yeah. Arena. What were the other two cards you pulled? Oppression and Cruelty. Cruelty. Pulled those cards at dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and those are, I mean, the depictions of those tarot cards in the newer elements deck are very visceral. Yeah. Yeah, you don't just get pull cruelty and you're like, oh, I'm not going to puke at this card. No, yeah. it makes you feel 
cruel like cruelty has happened yeah so i don't i don't know it's like interesting all of this is so interesting and it really is i'm glad we kind of got (laughs) but yeah like i just i still like wow we got a lot of information and for me it like it's just intriguing like i want to continue to follow like um the lead the lead but like now i know for me lesson learned like i'm gonna you know open and close my yeah my energy and my circle um but like this was amazing and i want to do it again already i know right yeah Um, i but it's a lot of information it is a lot of information and it is a lot of energy out Mm -hmm. and in so oh yeah it's to me it's exhausting but at the (laughs) same time so invigorating that you're like i gotta find out yeah this is the time now yeah where we will take our time until we go back and all this pondering that we're gonna do is gonna drive us fucking nuts (laughs) yeah um but also at the same time narrow it and like focus in that's what's gonna happen is i feel like we'll find the lead that we're meant to find yeah i think so and to me it has something to do with a lot of this stuff and i think or at least the cult philosophy it's leaning towards it like i don't know exactly what um yeah i don't know what i'm getting getting out of it yet but i i do know that like there are connections that i'm making mm-hmm. in the research itself so yeah um i yeah i think for next time like i really i don't i mean i don't know i don't have a sense of anything i'm so like overloaded it's like i want to say i have a goal for next time but really now mm-hmm. i'm like so overloaded i don't think i do have a goal yeah. I don't want to have one yet. Yeah. And we can have, or you can have a goal, I can have a separate goal, and that's cool. Like, yeah. it can be any way. And also, we won't control a lot of it. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, you can put out your intention, be, but... Yeah, exactly. Like I said, no public relations happened last night. <laughs> no. If, if there was something that wanted to talk to us in the beginning... um. It wasn't there at the end. I think. Yeah, oh, correct. Let's talk about actually. Let's transition into Jim because we yes, we talked we about this talked about this other like aspect, but Jim came in at the end. He yes. was like, "Hey, what's up, girls?" Like, definitely <laughs> was trying to just like schmooze it up with us. Yeah. Um, I love that you have been describing it as special. Tell me about why you're well, feeling that way. I I'm feeling that way because, um, family is just important to me yeah. and. And I knew your dad, not for a long time, but, like, for a little while while we were friends, you know, meeting in high school when I would go over to your house, and he's just funny, but pretty, like, quiet guy, and so, um, just, like, knowing him, but also, I don't know, knowing that I have family, like, my grandma has passed away, and she, like, and I really just connect with her, and, like, I miss her, of course, and we just have these special connections, you know, I feel like we all do, where we want them to continue after death, and to, for me to, like, it's special to know that, like, we can do this, and that it's possible, um, in this life, so, I don't know, I just, um, thought it was so cool that I and I knew that it I just it felt real it felt good when I was so like focused in and I didn't know what you were asking I didn't know what com- the conversation that we were having with Jim until I re- watched the video yeah do you know what I mean like yeah. so I was just listening to the point? radio yeah. and I was just like okay Courtney like just yeah like focus in and and I have like been doing yoga and meditation and I feel like that has helped um me in the past six months to like quiet my mind it's not quiet all the time but I can focus in yeah so I was just and it like at first I couldn't hear the words at all I was just like oh no like I don't hear anything but then like they started coming in more and more um and then I got a few songs yeah like I got stand by me and, or which is, is that a movie? But I don't it's, know. Is this a movie? And it's actually one of my dad's favorite movies. <laughs> oh. It's a Stephen and, King. 
Oh, and uh, but it's not scary. Is it? It's a, okay. It's a yeah. It's, it's like um, the, the kids, right? Yeah. yeah, my dad loves that movie too. Yeah. Oh god, it's because it's it's the it's my classic. Favorite. Classic, and my favorite <laughs> scene is when the boys get in the lagoon and they get out, and there's leeches on their dick, oh! and they're just like he looks down and he's like, and he passes out. It's so funny. I, I always thought it was such a boy thing. I was like, what a what a boy thing is... like i you know having been raised afab it's like yeah wow i i don't know what that's ever gonna be like right yeah <laughs> and my dad he, what he hated was the scene where um the hot dog competition where oh, the guy barks over yes. everybody I hate yeah that my too. dad hated you that <laughs> oh yeah I, honestly i hate that movie i, I fucking can't love stand that movie. it um, i hated the leech scene i hated the hot dog scene like i was it's that's my nightmare. Like, I think it's, it was so funny. <laughs> literally, that movie is my dream. <laughs> if I would have been raised as a little boy in the in the yes, what, what, that would 60s, be you. I would be like, like you would. Be oh, we just met a dead guy. <laughs> that, <takes picture>. Honestly, <laughs> oh, morbid, but no, like respectfully. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, here's the selfie. <laughs> just kidding. <clears throat> oh, anyway, um. It was just really, it was very, like, validating, I think, the whole experience. Yeah. It was really cool, and, like, yeah. And the reason I think we know that Jim comes through is just because we know him. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. easier knowing that you know him, too, because it's, like, you can feel that, right? You can feel True. that that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the energy, the sense of humor, and, um, but also for me, like, oh, there were, I, the first two words I got were, ow. Ow. And then Surrey, but which is like sorry, but Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> hey, we're far which enough I north feel like, that yeah, I catch I, myself saying a boot. <laughs> no, I feel like your dad probably like thinks I sound Canadian. Because like, <laughs> I do. I just lean that I way. Think, I think really we anyway. do sound more Canadian because um, <laughs> Haley always tells me I sound like a hick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we like have accents. So, ow, ow. Surrey out <laughs> and so it was, just, it was funny that like you know he was like okay Courtney's new at this like I'm gonna search through these radio signals you know what I mean like it's just the whole thing is so cool to me I also felt like when at one point um when he or when he asked why to me it actually wasn't why I like saw the letter y oh interesting <clears throat> yeah like, so when I said why, it was because a white Y popped up. But maybe that's, like, a path. Like, I don't yeah. know. It could be something. Um, but there were just some instances where I was like, wow, this is, like, this is legit. Yeah. And, yeah, and like I say all the time, he comes through so strongly for me, even when I'm just by myself doing mediumship or meditations or whatever. So He's cool. He jumps in so easily, like... Um, and, and he knows too, like, okay, actually one thing I should explain that might put stuff into context is about, I don't want to say like more than six months ago, I had another meditation and I, I mean, I do these shuffle meditation, spirit box things. Like they're all, it's all gravy baby because to me it works the same way. No matter what, it's just a psychic connection. I can't explain it. Yeah. But what I do is important. So I... What am I trying? What is it? What the fuck? God damn it! Oh, no. <laughs> um, six months ago, Jim. I had this meditation <laughs> where I was trying to figure out the nature of mine and Jim's relationship, mine oh, and Ricky's relationship, and in yeah. turn, uh, mine and Marilyn's. Um, because I have a trio set. I it was more than that in in terms of like how many people I do know who are past, but mm-hmm. um. I decided for myself, no, I'm going to take a trio because I'm going to take, I'm a fortify in the, in the number three. Um, and so I call these, these three spirits, my spirit, my main spirit guides, meaning that like, if there's a door, they're usually on my side of it or the other side of it. They're the ones who open and close it for me Mm. and and tell me, tell me more about who and who's coming through. Um, because they are the easiest spirits I'm able to connect with. So if I ask them what their opinion is, I take it like I'd ask anybody what their opinion is with a grain of salt, but like, you know, I, I trust them and I, I have made this agreement with them that they will 
help me do this. Cool. So, but I have this meditation in which I felt as though their spirit guide, the spirit guide itself isn't necessarily, um, or if there's another one, there could be another one. Um, I got the sense that Jim and Ricky are one and Marilyn too. And like, like not necessarily that they are all, um, individuals as they were in life, but that they Mm -hmm. occupy the same space and time and they're the same unit now. Mm. And, um, I saw a bird with who, like a crow. Okay. It was like a raven actually. It was Mm. more like a raven Mm because it had a longer beak, um, big head. And it was wearing, it was like a standing man raven. Okay. So the head of a raven and it was wearing a um, flannel button up with jeans and some farm shoes. Whoa. And it it, it had wandered out of the woods. And Mm -hmm. in the context of of Jim and Ricky and Marilyn, Mm -hmm. I was still in the process of asking them if they wouldn't mind to make the agreement with me. Yeah. And I got the sense through the meditation of the sense that they are one, that that the spirit guide itself coming through... Um, is very transformational that their okay. their energy isn't necessarily um, stagnant or individual yeah. it's very transformational and um, I don't know what that means in terms of like what that's supposed to mean to me I don't really get it I mm-hmm. don't understand I mean I know why a raven would be coming through um, a little bit um, my connection with birds specifically mm. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of the things I think about, but I'll, I don't know. There's just like a lot to it, and so when Jim comes through, I I know it's usually him individually, um, because he has such a strong sense. But I trust that mm-hmm. he will bring in the others, and I always got the sense that Jim can speak, and Ricky and Marilyn may not be able to speak as okay. easy, yeah. and it could be a sense of time. Mm-hmm. Marilyn died in the 70s. Ricky died in the 90s. Mm-hmm. We are in a new era. Like, I mean, 2023 is not what Marilyn or Ricky would have ever imagined. I That's don't think. That's true. No. And so I I definitely find a communication barrier in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jim takes the role as the communicator. Okay. Yeah. And he... It's hard to suss out, though, for, for me, for Ricky, because, like, Ricky, when... <laughs> When I sense him, I sense a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and also of reluctance. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and, so... and I'm reluctant too. Yeah. I, you know, as a defense yeah, mechanism almost. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't want to communicate yeah. with me in this, like, but, but I'm also always asking for authenticity. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's the nature of how they come through to me. And so I right. really recognize yeah. when it happens. And like, I don't know if we want to keep this but like emotional pain think like if ricky was in a lot of emotional pain you like you know some of the things he went through and if he leaned on alcohol like that it's and has been and probably always will be very common like yeah. alcoholism is a disease and people you know go that way if they're in a lot of pain and suffering but like just to kind of um like, the way that we're evolving, I think, in 2023, like, now we do, like, even though, I feel like we've made progress in the social and emotional development, and so, yeah. like, yeah, maybe it's harder for him to speak about what was so painful, or what is so painful for him, or he just holds a lot of pain, or something, where, like, yeah, it's just not as easy to communicate that as the way that we can and now do these days yeah i mean but we have put in a lot of work to be able to well, yeah. do this are you like you know i know you have i know how i have society um, in general i think grown, yeah you know? i know um, what you're saying our generation or younger generations i don't know but um like i don't know because i i feel like for me at least and maybe this is not <laughs> um right that's all relative but um like part of me is like I feel like there still is their sense of humanness you know like they they are they still were were are human Mm -hmm. beings you know there's something about um I don't know I don't know it's hard because then (laughs) then it leads you to speculate about 
the the essence of life and death yeah. themselves and what <clears throat> could happen after that. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. I um I like the idea of spirit guides um, as transformational in the sense that what you're saying is yes, they acknowledge that humanity. Yeah. And they're able to access it. And I think through our, our essence, our life, mm-hmm. they are able to access their life. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they stay where we think they stay. Okay. Yeah. Or at least Hopefully if, they yeah, like, or can least, make progression. You, know, you could also <laughs> think of it as if, if it's not the spirit world in the veil, right? If it's not something like that. You could also imagine it as like an alternate timeline in which Ricky and Jim are still human. Mm-hmm. I think of it like this. What yeah. if what if Jim hadn't crashed his motorcycle that day and he came home to us? And what would have happened then? And I yeah. imagine that timeline being a timeline in which I'm still alive, in which we're still doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that he can connect with and how much of that I, I can connect with okay. in terms of and bringing back that humanity for that transformational spirit. Mm-hmm. Because like I say, I really don't think that it's like Jim is waiting for me when I appear, like I think okay. he, com- he comes at the same time I do. Wow, yeah. And we're coming from we're coming from somewhere, but we don't know where. You know, I, he doesn't know where I'm coming from. I don't know where he's coming from. Yeah. Now, on a very personal note, I um, I I told I you know in like a prayer type situation, I like mm-hmm. told my dad. I said, you know, when I die, one of my greatest wishes for the my afterlife experience. Is that there is some diner somewhere in the universe that me and you go have breakfast oh. at. And then when we're done, we part ways and we probably won't see each other again. Okay. It, because our lifetime we lived was, was the lifetime we lived together. Right. That was all we got. But I, I like, pray oh. to this universe that mm-hmm. when I die that I get another moment with him to say goodbye and to have my final closure. Mm-hmm. But to enjoy that connection again. Yeah. Um, and I... And I and some of it has to do with also, like, how I feel about death and, like, um, me and Haley talk about, like, me and her her relationship and what we want when we die, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so just to kind of finish this up, because we have been recording for an hour already. <laughs> yeah. I think, what do you think about the nature of emotions and our connection with the paranormal i think for me they have been playing a huge role like i think being more in touch with my emotions and feeling my emotions letting them like work through my body i feel like personally i like I feel closer to the paranormal, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like I feel, um, like, like we can work together. I don't know. Or like, do you, yeah, well, just and- that there's something like I can learn from the paranormal that your things emotion. that I can't yeah. learn from other people. What do you do? I'm going to add a second question. Okay. It's kind of like a two-parter, I guess, okay. now. Like, what do you think about the psychic connection in terms of, like, emotion and paranormal? Yeah. Like, like, especially in your development. I, right. I think, um, I think that goes hand in hand, too. I don't f- feel like, um, I think there's, like, definitely a spectrum of like mm-hmm. psychic abilities you know and it does depend on how in tune you are with like being grounded yourself but also like just open to the present like open to the present moment um because that's where like I think paranormal is like if we're quiet enough <laughs> that we can learn so I think it I think it all plays together works hand in hand personally that's what I think <clears throat> yeah I I haven't quite um I haven't quite gotten to myself to a point where I understand and know and how I like you know definitively as like a philosopher yeah heart, right? oh yeah like, I don't know yeah, what I want to say about be a fool. <laughs> yeah I don't know what I want to say about that connection okay I, I've I've 
I find that I okay, so I theorize mm-hmm. that like by using the spirit box and by doing shuffle mancy and all these meditations and stuff, yeah. we are tapping into a psychic connection. So when it when it comes when it comes to our invest our particular investigation, yeah, the method that we're using isn't necessarily technological and evidential. It mm-hmm. is purely based on subjectivity. Yeah, and um your personal ability to have a psychic connection with what you're connecting with and communicating with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more interested in that method because first of all, I am poor. Like, and I, you know, first, like I will say psychic, it's free. Like you don't have to pay for being psychic. You can just kind of do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to pay in some regards to like, um, learn yeah so to put al- in work there's always a you know access point that <clears throat> yeah. we reach with knowledge but yes um it is relatively free and so i will say that like mm. that is one of the big contributors to why i do what i do or have started the way i've done because to me it's the easiest accessibility point okay the spirit box is a new edition it was it was still a hundred dollars and like mm-hmm. to me that's a lot of money to be spending on something that i in terms of like how I live my life in a survival mode, I shouldn't be spending a hundred dollars on something like this, but mm-hmm. I did it because to me it's important. And, um, I wanted more of that evidential piece, but when we record the Estes Methodish, um, way, like we're not, we're not really giving evidence. Like, no, because there's the only thing we can tell you is what we've heard. Yeah. Okay, so we got the word reflection, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of reflection. Like, to, it seems like we're just reflecting, you know, what's being said. Like, <clears throat> or it's more like, if we can listen, there will be a reflection. Like, there will be something yeah, to learn or to, um, that will come through. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast, Glitch Bottle, the same one I was talking about. I was listening to it last night, and one of the guys that they had interviewed was talking about how divinity, um, people like to say that it's either like a mirror or Mm. like a, um, lens. And if you, and you can think about it either way and kind Mm. of, and, and so when we think about reflection and in terms of divinity, I wonder, um, if it's true, like what you're saying, do we just, are we just a conduit? or something like right. uh, like in and like i in turn wonder why <laughs> like yeah. why why is it that humans have this special ability like they yeah. and, and and it's not it's not something you are in like it's not innate in our culture and Mm-mm. it's not innate in our ability now no meaning that like if it wasn't any recent or far away past that we did have this connection i feel i believe it's far away yeah. um I, I, I think we're coming back into it and I think yeah. we're coming back into it for a reason. I agree. And and I think that's a good place to end it because yep. <laughs> um, I would like to know from the audience if you have the same sense of that energy yeah. like um, what did I just say? Like we're coming to a new place like you know it's, we're coming it's transformational right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're kind of like in this evolutionary period and I'm, I'm curious if other people agree. I'm curious too. So let us know if you agree. Let us know what you think. Um, and thank you for listening to us chat for an hour. Yes. Thanks, Lou, for having me on. Yeah. Thank and you, Courtney, for coming. Sure. Ugh, damn.